All right, so welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. I am your host, the Afro Boy Prince Unity, and this is the Lost African Podcast, where we talk about Afro culture, financial literacy, and controversy. Well, socially and politically difficult conversations, right? But we have to get through those conversations. And as you guys know, it is Wednesday. So what is Wednesday? Where we talk about those difficult uh, social and political constructs or conversations, because we have to get to the underlying um, deep sores and scars so we can truly heal as, as a diaspora, as black people around the world, um, as African descended people. And it's, it's a learning space. These conversations are a learning space. But as you guys know, we're doing the segment uh, for the last days of Tommy Lee Gray, right? Uncle Gray. And we are on episode four to where we're going to talk about the, the plan of action, right? What is he going to do with uh the black heart the treasure that is supposed to be what the the key and the focal point and the starting point to free and liberate our people um and his family like it as literally what his um his uncle corndog tells him as a little boy the treasure i left you is to help liberate and free our people and our family and these are some of the core structures and values that we have to get back to i did a segment on my on my tiktok right before we get into it uh i did a segment on my tiktok at afro boy underscore prince of unity and then afro boy uh the prince that's my backup page talking about uh the principles that we seem to have left behind as as a as a culture right as as the as the african descended people who are under the flag of solon and and um and who created black culture, right? Uh, we've lost those principles uh, along with the connection to our heritage, which is very important. Uh, we're going to get into it, though. So let's get into uh, the nitty gritty. And I appreciate everybody who likes, shares, subscribes to the show, um, Lost Topping Podcast on YouTube. We have a Facebook, a Facebook blog, Lost African Podcast. Oh, you can look us up there. And then if you're on Apple or Spotify, shout out to our biggest supporters, Spotify. Spotify, we love you. Um, you can listen to the show every day. You never miss an episode. So um, the first scene, right, opens up and they find where the black heart is uh, and, and what is or what remains of the black heart. The black heart actually is real treasure, Right, so it wasn't a metaphor when they were saying treasure. It's actual like uh, gold coins that are are assessed at the present day's value. And I'll get into that in a, in a little later, uh, but it's actual to blooms like pirate treasure. And originally he had fourteen, but over the years, um, trying to save his wife, just to give some context, and you know life issues, and and even giving her the life that he feels she deserves. Um, he spent some of it, but he has some left and he's going to use that uh, to the best of his ability before he goes. So the second the second scene goes back into um, his his memories where Corndog um, gets hanged by a group or gets lynched by a group of uh, white men for said treasure. I mean, that's a very difficult uh, scene and set of emotion uh, for me every time I watch it. And just and this is what I mean when I used to bring up uh post traumatic slave disorder or uh as as an after effect or generational effects afterwards. It is hard for 
uh, black people and probably as as a diaspora because slavery has happened to uh, a majority of us or all of us, especially on the western part of the world. So when we see uh, for in the islands of Jamaica, like there's a there's a recap of that uh, called the the long story, and then like the underground railroad that came out on Amazon. So there was horrible things to watch. So getting back into it, um, after Uncle Gray, you know, gets to the task of saving his people, uh, he pulls out his retirement fund, right? His retirement fund was in a suitcase. So people with dementia, they are in and out of their reality. But what sticks with them are pretty much their everyday norms or their habits, right? They use little things or big things to keep whatever they deem as important as as a sponge to the memory attached. So they'll keep a, a toothbrush in a certain place every day. They'll keep a towel in a certain place every day, things like that. So he kept his retirement fund in a suitcase every day that he would never forget of this Gator Leather, his, I'm assuming his favorite suitcase. Now, um, the funny thing is that Bird, which is Robin, uh, we'll refer to her as, as Bird as majority through the show. Uh, Bird gets nervous because she says, you know, her father was killed for money and how her mother did questionable things for money. So her world around having so much money or the fiend of money, the greed of money impacted her in a very negative way. I felt that that was a very important aspect to look at as far as how she views money, right? And this is the reality. This is why I said you should leverage money, never let money leverage you. Um, going into it, Uncle Gray takes his money and opens up uh, a bank account, one for Bird and one for him. Um, and he buys Bird uh, a new bed and some new clothes. You know, he starts to take care of her. Now, Bird does what? She invites this new young boy named Roger over, right? And they sit down and they talk with Uncle Gray. And Uncle Gray asks the young man, you know, what are you going to school for? What do you want to do with your life? And I feel that a lot of elders, especially black elders, um, black men who are elders stop asking us that they sort of stop caring to the uh, aspect of us as a community us as a mass now these questions are very important um, for a young man as to what he wants to do with his life and he's telling bird this because she's like well he says because he says that he wants to be a game designer um and you know, uh, Uncle Gray is grilling him. He's like, "Yeah, I heard that's what he what he wants to do. That's what he has a passion for." Uh, but you know, what is your outline? And as a as a black man coming from his era, you need to have an outline in this world because you don't have luxury. Versus how he views uh, Bird or Robin to to have this sort of freeway to become whatever you want he doesn't push the concept of you need to be something and you need to know what it is right away and to me that comes from one of the things i hear from one of my mentors as a speaker um steve harvey saying that men have a financial clock and this is very very true 
women, even though you do have a new era of the independent woman who is gaining a lot of uh, financial success, I feel women by nature, women by nature, especially our black women by nature, have a uh, marital or maternal clock. So uh, when they want or have kids, you know, what they view their family life is. That's why they say a lot of um, girls grow up imagining their dream wedding. That is a, a part of it. You feel me? While men, on the other hand, we have a more financial clock. Uh, and that ties into uh, how we feel about ourselves. It, it goes into, uh, it can it can affect, I don't say it will be the end all be all, but it can affect um, the man, especially the black man's ego, because we perceive that uh, our duty in the terms of when you use the word provide is attached or entangled with uh, how we provide for you financially. So we have a financial clock. Now, what's funny is that uh, Bird, you know, gets offended because remember, we're in a different era. And she tells him that, well, you know, women have become um, successful on all type of levels. She started naming women um, on the financials. They run companies. They become CEOs. You know what I'm saying? So why neglect trying to figure out what I want to do in my path of life as you, you know, so eagerly uh tackled him about it and i get it i get where she's coming from uh and then you know they they move on but i thought that that was a very important scene into the aspects of yes there are important um old school traditions when it comes to us as a collective community and then there are some things that even modern day uh traditions can give us a push or are effective in the long run. So Uncle Gray goes and visits the doctor, right? And he gets more answers around the time frame of the situation, which, as we suspected before, isn't long. But the doctor tells him in the nicest way he can, it's long enough because we perceive that you are strong, right? Um, so Bird, Bird and Uncle Greg go on a walk, and he finally talks about um, him and Cincy's relationship, the ups and downs, the good and bad, that both people can have faults, but accept and love each other still. And he talks about that even in um, her being um, promiscuous, right? Because I believe that a lot of people, especially in, in my community, uh, even in the diaspora, glorify celebrity relationships and try to base their relationships off of that. They always would say, "This is a big one." Like I wanted, to, I want to be Beyonce and Jay Z. Another one for like that's more close to my era uh, was uh, 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 Dirk and Indy. Dirk and Indy uh, was a big one, and, and a few others, right? But when they have this conversation. It gets down to the reality that um, their relationship and love, getting to the aspects of, especially if you're trying to talk about true love, will take more than just uh, how you feel for the person. Do you really accept them for all their 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 flaws? And um, 
their pros and cons. What are they into that you are not? What is their lifestyle like that you may not necessarily always agree with? Do you love them in their entirety for them at their worst and at their best? And I feel that uh, when we talk about the aspects of true love, um, true love is unconditional. And we've based too much of the relationships on conditions when we talk about trying to make uh, this about love. And I thought that that was a really deep and good conversation. And then we go into the next scene. So the next scene is where they go to a Middle Eastern man for an appraisal for the tribunes, which is the two uh, coins. And an appraisal is the same way with art. You can get art appraised. You can get your house appraised. They will tell you based on the we're going to do a little bit of economics. Again, full disclaimer, anything you hear me talk about, um, depending on what the topic is, it's strictly based on my opinion, what I got from that concept. None of this is based in facts. This is just me giving you how I feel about the subject. So, uh, but an appraisal is uh, the assessed value of an item in this aspect of the gold coins for what they would be valued at in the current day's market. And I think that each coin was like $50,000. I think it has like two or three. So that's around 100K to 150K. But in this, in this story, because this is a Middle Eastern man, they, she asks, Birdie asks, like, how did you guys meet? What's the backstory, excuse me, what's the uh, backstory to this relationship, right? Because uh, Uncle Gray doesn't have a lot of friends, especially diverse friends that you see throughout the series. So Uncle Gray tells Bird about their relationship. Um, that the young it was founded upon the man, the young boy at the time. Um, he had a bias. So his father, because the the young man, uh, the Middle Eastern man and the, the Indian man, I don't, I can't remember his exact ethnic group. So I just call him the Middle Eastern man. Um, says that he knew his father growing up. Uncle Gray knew his father growing up. And he realized the bias that I guess his community may have developed uh, around seeing a black man walk into the store because he said he was looking something to buy his wife and the item that he picked cost like $700. And the young, the, the man at the time who was a young boy was watching him to make sure he doesn't what steal anything. So this is why you hear me at some point throughout my topics always say I challenge allyship and I challenge allyship on both sides of the court. I challenge things from my people and the people who say that they love uh, love my people and are heading towards that same basis of treating each treating all with humanity. Um, we have to deal with our subconscious and even conscious bias. And he says, well, yeah, you know, I was thinking that he was going to steal. So I'm watching him. And what his father does is he gives him a very teachable moment as a man, especially as a young man when we talk about character. Because the, the, the Middle Eastern man who was a young boy in the story at this time is telling him that he asks his father, he says, Father, why did you sell um, this $700 item to this man on an IOU? Because he only, because the, the father of the young man asks him, asks Uncle Gray, well, how much money do you got in your pocket right now? Uncle Gray tells him an honest answer. He says, man, I got $85 in my pocket right now. Uh, I will give it to you as a down payment, and I will come back and pay you the rest until it is paid off. And uh, the young Middle Eastern man's father 
explains to the uh, boy at this time the reason why he agreed to that was because um he isn't basing the uh it isn't off the color of the man it it isn't off the basis of what he looks like it is the honesty and virtue that is in his heart when he steps into these opportunities and obstacles he said i felt in 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 short he felt like this man was true that he really was going to come back every day or every week or whatever the terms of the agreement was and pay um, for that item that he sold him. And Uncle Gray did that and they become the best of friends. And I love when I see um, men act in the manner of humanity. I know that sounded like it rhymed, but let me repeat it. I love when I see men act in the manner of humanity. Because that shows that you are not looking at me as what is attached to my skin, the pigment that is attached to my skin and whatever is the perceived social bias that is attached to the pigmentation of my skin. You are looking at me as just a man and that is beautiful. That is a place that I hope the world gets to um, through my show through interactions as we as we progress, uh, whether you see a lot of interracial relationships and marriages and so forth, and even just collective, communitive uh, trades, right? Trade offs and 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 um, and uh, collaborations, right? As we move forward in life. Now, um, Bird tells. Uh, Uncle Gray, the backstory of her parents, right? Because she was listening to Uncle Gray about uh, him telling her about the, the evils in life and that people can be evil in this world, but not everybody is. And she starts to feel overcome with emotion where she has to tell Uncle Gray uh, the truth about her backstory, about her father was on the streets and her mother was on drug and ODs and that Birdie's Birdie's life was split over the thoughts of wishing, uh, thoughts of wishful regret on the basis of her mother that the life living with her mother on drugs was so bad that she she wished and prayed that something would take place so that she doesn't have to live this life anymore. She feels bad about this, right? Um, because it was a torture and that she just wanted to escape, um. Uh, Uncle Gray does not judge her. He does not judge her because he says that you, he sees her as a child. And he says that you were a child in a very difficult place that those as your parents wishfully should have thought more about you, right? Put more energy into providing for you, making a strong household for you. And a lot of these things that you see them talk about is the reality and the 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 reality I want to say that is more of a majority um in the black Americans experience in in this life. But it can be uh, a diaspora's experience because of when I watch videos about what my brothers and sisters in a lot of the islands go through and Africa go through, I feel for them because at some point in our history, we've experienced those same things. We just don't know. We've lost that connection. We've lost those stories to remind us that 
we are more alike than we are different. Um, and then we're gonna keep going. So uh, after that, there's a knock at the door, right? Because we're going from scene to scene. So after that, there's a knock at the door, and they open the door and they find out that it's the city workers, right? So that his niece calls the city on Uncle Gray, basically like the elders' versions of social services, like like how you had child social services. Uh, DCFS is the the acronyms that we know him by in the city of Chicago. But yeah, the elder social service dropped by and they tried to deem Birdie as a thief because this is this is what is reported by his uh, niece that uh, Birdie is a thief. She's using him for his money and that Uncle Gray is basically crazy. He's too senile to be at the home by himself and she's not the one that is truly taking care of him. Uh, but they were unsuccessful at that because, again, they don't know everything. They don't know that Uncle Gray has taken medicine to um, give him his memories back, give him his mind back, give him the existence of his strong, uh, independent uh, black man of a self. Uh, so, you know, he debunks all of that. They're unsuccessful at uh, doing that to Uncle Gray. And then, as the because the police come with this, the elder social service worker, because they, they have to do a house visit, um, please do be outside or at the door with them. He asks the officer, and this is something that is probably hopefully didn't walk past too many people uh again remember i said he's on more than one mission even in the description he's on the mission to save his people he's on a mission to save his family and he's on the mission to do what find out who killed his nephew his beloved um great nephew who's been there for him for many many years um who did not abandon him um while he was going through his uh illness of having dementia so um Uncle Gray starts asking the police officers, you know, well, uh, what precinct are you from? He even tries to relate to the black officer. Watch this or listen to this. Um, he says, well, what's your name? Right. Black officer says, you know, my name is Regan. And being the intelligent black man, Uncle Gray is, he said, oh, my name is uh, Tommy Lee. Tommy Lee with a P. This name after the king, king like Regan. And he tries to do this cultural connection but again what happens in the scene is that the black officer looks at his white cop at his white uh partner and this is the sly at um number one not treating people as if they are automatically deemed as criminals but when black uh officials especially black officers encounter with black people treat them as people treat them as your people because he, he's reluctant, right? He's, he's, I'm not talking to you, not trying to build no, no, no form of mutual uh, foundation, right? Doesn't necessarily have to be mutual love or mutual respect, but mutual foundation uh, for us to move on. Because he just, he's not for it. He's like, man, I ain't finna entertain it. Sort of, sort of the sly as, you know, when they put the uniform on, they become very coonish. They try to show out uh, for the powers that be. Uh, some call them colonizers, some call them oppressors, and so forth. Um, but basically, he starts to ask the uh, the officers and the police in general about have they had any leads on his uh, nephew Reggie's killing. They say, have they brought in any suspects? Has anything progressed past uh, where he was found in the time and date of when he was found? It was just like two weeks. And they like, nope, they have not brought anybody in. And of course, he comes to terms with that. 
So then we move on. So Uncle Greg goes um, down to Nisi and Hilly's house and they lay out the ground rules about what is going to happen from here on out. That Birdie or uh, Robin is going to be uh, the signatory um, for the checking account that he left out for his family. So he does take care of his family. He's dotting all his I's and his uh, P's and Q's, his I's and T's and all that to get things done. And he lets him, he lets his niece you know this is what's gonna happen. This is how it's going down. You either gonna take the money and do what you need to do with it, or you not. And it's just gonna be that. Um, and he even talks to Hilly about uh trying to 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 set him straight, trying to influence him in a better manner. Having Hilly be honest about stealing his money, like, did you steal my money? And not lashing out at him. Letting him know that that was wrong, especially as a man, that you are supposed to stand on something. Again, when we talk about principles, you're supposed to be honest, true to thy neighbor. This is some of the principles that I got from older black men. Um, as a side note, I asked uh, black men of different eras and ages, what were the principles that we lacked and what would be important? What would you tell a young black man of today uh, what principles he should go with? And a lot of them said honesty to serve God, no matter your religion. Um be true to thy, thy neighbor, be be helpful to thy neighbor, um, be respectful, uh, have self-confidence, rebuild your confidence, black man. Black men of today, black men, whether you are my age, older, and the younger, build your confidence for yourself because who needs you? Our women. And it's not always in the form of a relationship that may turn into your, your wife. All of our black women, no matter what their lifestyle is, need you. They need you to come in some form of a leadership role because who are we to our collective community? Who are we to the, the kids that see us every day? We are their uh, male father figures, role models, and their protectors and providers. Because I still I still remember the community where black men uh, could correct you and they did not have to be. Um, related to you they didn't necessarily have to be your uncle they could just be a black man that knows that you are supposed to conduct yourself in a certain type of manner especially coming from our community i still remember getting reprimand to an extent from older black men they'd be like hey what are you doing outside at this time of night because they knew my mother and they was like hey you need to go get in the house and so forth and you were you respected that right especially if these were men that you seen in some form of fashion around the neighborhood that's how it was. So um, now Uncle Ray sets his life in order. He assi he assigns with young Roger. Um, he talks to her. I mean, he talks to young Roger about seeing if he's a good fit for Birdie. You know, he asks, you know, well, how do you feel about her? Uh, do you have good intentions for her? Because she's been through a lot in life. He wants to make sure that when he does go, no matter how soon that may be, that she is taken care of. And Birdie goes and he, he encourages Birdie to go get her education to be more in life. She went and got her GED. And that is so impactful and powerful uh, to push our people to better themselves. I'm so proud of um, black women as a collective, as a diaspora, whether you are from Africa, North America, Canada, wherever, wherever in the world, that you have pushed to get um, your education. Black men, I am proud of you for pushing the narrative um, that we can be strong in the collective uh, supportive barrier uh, for our community, that we are not attached to those stereotypes, that we can be more and we are more. 
So I'm proud of you in that manner. And lastly, final thing, Uncle Gray and Billy, they talk. They talk about the information that was gathered around his nephew and that nothing was settled, right? And once he finds out and figures out, well, who is it that killed my nephew? What information do you got for me, Billy? Billy tells him the information. He says, okay, I done made up my mind. I'm finna go avenge, as the nice word he puts it. I'm finna go avenge my nephew. And in that moment, I understood exactly the type of time he on because I'm I'm an uncle. I have a niece and I have two nephews. And I wish you would. I wish you would. You gonna see a whole different side of this very uh, unified and some would even call pro-black man is not going to be pretty because I will defend mine because they are like my kids until I have kids. They are, they, they, I love them, love them dearly. So the same force and type of time Uncle Gray on, you definitely going to see that little boy on. You hear me? I'm definitely going to be on that type of time by my family. We, we don't play that. Uh, and as all black men should, stand up for us as a community. Be strong, be high. Uh, defend your family. Defend your wife's honor. Do all those things. And as we close, I hope you guys like, share, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, like, share, subscribe to the blog. Uh, they're both called Lost African Podcast on YouTube and the blog, Facebook blog. Um, if you want to follow me on Instagram or TikTok, uh, please do both. Click like, share. Um, it's all free. Follow me on Instagram, uh, Afroboy underscore Prince of Unity, and TikTok, Afroboy underscore Prince of Unity. Um, please rate the show. And if you took in anything, uh, impactful inf information, anything that has uh, empowered your life to see and progress us as a people, share it. Let somebody know that, man, Joe, this podcast is cold. The host on this podcast is cold. You know, I gave him five stars last week for free. Uh, and he worth it. So that is that is it for today. I'll let y'all and I'll see